Hey, Soul Fam, here we are with a brand new episode of Ceremony Circle Podcast. I am your host, shaman, and best selling author, Allison Charles. And today we are joined by Green Witch, folk herbalist, and author, Marisha Mirnowska. Marisha's work and devotional practices are centered around the mission of supporting a deepening of the love and regenerative relationship between earth and people for the mutual healing of both human and plant communities. She grew up internationally and traveled extensively, learning different ways of tending to the earth and sharing regenerative grassroots earth medicine. Marisha is also the formulator and co-founder of Ritual Beauty, an all-organic regenerative anti-aging skincare line. And I got the download a while ago that I needed to have another witch on the show. And here we are discussing examples of how Marisha connects with, speaks with, and works with plants and nature. We talk about our beautiful book, The Witch's Herbal Apothecary, Rituals and Recipes for a Year of Earth Magic and Sacred Medicine Making. We dive into what her school of the sacred wild is all about and how you can be a part of it. What plant or flower reveals today that can be most supportive for all of us right now and why? And getting back to the earth and land in an honoring way and allowing it to return us to our own individual sovereignty and power. And we talk about so much more. We wrap our time together with a beautiful ceremony circle closing shamanic journey of recalibration and healing our inner wild. I cannot wait for you to sit with us for... Earth Magic and Sacred Medicine Making with author, green witch, and herbalist, Marisha Mirnowska. Okay, here we are. Marisha, so good to sit with you today, sister. Thanks for joining me. So happy to be here, Allison. Oh, goodness. And for the soul fam who is going to be on this fantastic ceremony circle voyage with us today, just to give you a tiny bit of, you know, about a, a day backstory between Marisha and I, I had texted two dear friends, Devana and Mariah, and I was like, I'm in search for a witch. <laughs> I, I need a good embodied witch. Do you have any recommendations? And so funny, I texted both the ladies separately and they texted me back separately, responding with only one name and it was Marisha's name. So I knew instantly I wanted to invite her on. And then the other little funny bit of this, just to continue to give you some context, because I typically spend a lot of time preparing for these interviews and pour a lot of time in the interview prep. But in Marisha and I texting or messaging yesterday, she's like, I'm about to go off into the wilderness for July but I have tomorrow open. So uh, here we are. There's been no prep time, but just in the synchronistic way that you and I got brought together, I was just like, well, it's just seems par for the course and perfect that we just sit down and just start talking, right? Absolutely. And on a new moon, no less. It feels good that we both said yes and answered that. I agree. Yeah. I was so glad that you brought that into my field of awareness a little bit more because yeah, that was another layer to this that made it feel even more right to say yes to, even though it was so spur of the moment and not my, my typical operations. So, okay. Okay. Where to begin? I'm going to take a moment actually 
and just connect with my heart and just let my heart guide the way for us and see where my heart wants us to begin. Let's see here, mm -hmm. tuning in. Yeah, it is taking me into fields, nature. It's taking me into fields where there are herbs and flowers being grown. Let me see if I can tune into more specific detail. Hmm. I think we'll just begin. I'm curious. There's so much to learn from you. You have your own school called the School of the Sacred Wild, and you have your own book, The Witch's Herbal Apothecary. And you do so many things in working with different elements of nature. But the curiosity that arose in that little tuning in was, is there a current herb, plant, spirit that has just been so present for you lately that you've been really communing with more than usual? Hmm. That's a beautiful question. Well, you know, when I tune into us being here now and, and the beautiful kind of container that you've created for us and the synchronicities that you've so beautifully spoken to, I feel like there's also this thread and it's and it's informing the herbs that are wanting to speak through me. And it's this thread of this moment as women and, and the political climate that we're in and this new kind of unfoldment of a long standing war on women. And it actually relates to what's happening on the planet and with the earth. And there was a moment for me last week where I was in a lot of grief, you know, having heard about Roe versus Wade being overturned, which of course we knew was an unfoldment. Nonetheless, it hurts. And I had this moment of just really being in grief and, and feeling really heartbroken and feeling deep sadness for the suffering of, of female bodied people who are, you know, who in a moment where they need the most support and like whole social, like we got you. There is no shame. There is no judgment. You are going to have all the care you need instead, you know, getting the opposite. And I realized, oh my God, this is what the earth is experiencing. Mm. This is what we're doing to the earth. We're doing forest implantation to the earth. We are forced implanting GMO seeds into her womb, her body, her dark, fertile flesh and soil. And, and this embodied grief and rage that I think a lot of women, but I think all gendered people are feeling is, I believe, an opportunity for get, to get us a little bit closer in intimacy to, to the embodied experience of what is happening on the earth. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, a lot of the herbs that I'm working with are herbs for resiliency and herbs that give me energy when I feel tired. Because what I've noticed is, you know, after kind of consistent stress, consistent trauma, there's a point where even those of us who are activists, like our fire, and I think that's actually when I feel into your energy, I'm like, I think both you and I have a lot of fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's a moment where even those of us with a lot of fire are like, damn, I actually just feel really fucking tired right now, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's where I call on these plants like nettles and nettles being a wild weed that is so fierce, so resilient and, and that like cannot be caged, 
cannot be controlled. And, and when I drink nettles, she floods my body with all of the nutrition, chlorophyll, minerals that I need on a physiological and physical level. My body is getting everything it needs to thrive and survive that otherwise it can't really get from the depleted soils of our current agro system. So it's getting wild nutrition. It's getting the, the nutrition, but also the spiritual intelligence of the wild untamed earth. Mm. And it's also a plant of boundaries and protection. Nettles is a stinging plant. You know, you touch nettles, you're like, ouch. It, it's a plant that is fierce and loving and generous in its nutrition and also has impeccable boundaries. And so nettles, has been a plant that's been supporting me. Wow. Yeah, that feels very resonant for a bunch of different reasons. And, you know, if you could pretend for, you don't need to pretend, let's keep it real for a moment that I would be a 101 level student of mm -hmm. yours. I mean, there are certain spirits of certain plants that I'm very familiar with and we go way back. But when you speak of nettles, I believe Devana gifted me a blend that had some nettles in it. But can you just explain a little bit more? Because I, I also love that we, we just went straight to the weeds yeah. And, you know, I just love that whole concept and conversation that we're returning back to these awarenesses that, yeah, somehow along the way, we were taught that these weeds should be, you know, they're weeds, they're useless, extract them, rid them from your land. But this weed that you're speaking of has so many benefits. So where does a nettle grow? And yeah, just like any more information yeah. about nettle. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just love, I want to like highlight what you just said, which I think is so important. You spoke to this piece where somewhere along the way, you know, we were kind of taught slash tricked into, you know, slash trained into like, oh, we got to pull weeds. We need to control the wild in nature. We need to extract, you even said that word extract. And, and, and then we need to poison, we need to poison the earth and her wildness because you know it's very common for people to use like herbicides right on their lawns like killing dandelions and you know and it's kind of like just totally socially acceptable like these aren't people that are you know these are like most people are just like lovely beautiful humans who you know are kind souls and they're like oh yeah I'm taking care of my lawn it's not that they're bad people at all it's just that it's part of our culture to say that this is normal but if we actually take it apart and look at it, we're like, no, 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 it's not normal to take these intensely toxic chemicals that are actually the byproduct of, of you know, they're the byproduct, a lot of them, of, of weapons of war. Like the first herbicides and pesticides came out of Vietnam War. They were like leftover war chemicals that they didn't really know how to dispose. And, and to pour them onto the living earth, the living soil that gives us everything we need, you know, food, water, and that's alive. Like the soil is like our flesh and it needs to be breathing and, and moist and alive. And in her aliveness, she's regulating our whole climate. She's, you know, sequestering carbon. She's holding water. She's feeding the small water cycle, giving us rain in these droughts. So when we kill the soil, we're killing the ability of the earth to breathe. And when we're controlling the wild weeds, right? Then we're also controlling the wild part of our own nature. 
and we're telling the earth and we're telling ourselves that it's better if we're just, if we just grow in rows, mm. if we just act like GMO corn, just all the same, consume the same way, act the same way. And so when we tap into the consciousness and the archetype of the wild weeds, we're like, whoa, these are plants that grow wild and free. And a lot of them, to answer your question, they'll grow in the forests or like at the edges of meadows. A lot of them will start to grow in places where there's been like a toxic spill or maybe like a dump yard. Oh, I because love that. They're, they're the first healers of the earth. Mm -hmm. They're the plants that the earth shoots up to heal her soil. And so in my tradition of herbalism and folk herbalism and what I teach my students, it's, it's we learn the language of the plants and we learn by observing how they grow, by feeling how they feel in our body and by connecting to the spirit. And so when we look at them and we're like, oh, these are like the rescue plants. These are the plants that are repairing the soil. Yeah, first, first line of defense, you know? Yes, they're the ones that are cleaning toxic spills. And that's what they do in our body. They clean toxicity. They clean and cleanse our blood. The wild weeds like burdock, burdock root, dandelion root, nettles. They're phenomenal for cleaning the blood, for cleaning the organs of elimination, the colon, for supporting natural detoxification, for supporting the liver. And then there are also plants that often like are just have so much vigor, right? It's like, it's actually, you know, there's a reason they use Roundup, these like awful chemicals, because it is hard to kill them. And so we're like, wait a second, we want to take in that level of resiliency. Wow. Right? Gosh, yeah, what's coming up for me, I'm just getting like so many flashes of various things as you're sharing the wisdoms and, and education so beautifully. Yeah, it's, I'm trying to put words to because the way my gifts work is I see pictures or, or hear things, but now I'm trying to translate that by saying it's, it all, I mean, because yes, we are, there is the allness and the totality and the oneness of, of all that is, and we're all interconnected. It makes so much sense that like we've been talking about this, this through line theme already that's emerged of, you know, what we do to the womb of Gaia is what we're doing to our womb and what we do to her soil is how we're treating our soil. And so it was just taking me to also how we've just gotten to a place over the years of not, you know, we're, we're having these conversations now of like rewilding of like getting yeah. back to our wild woman, our wild man, nature and truths. Because again, along the way, we just got so disconnected. And so one of the layers is how the vast majority of the population, again, somehow, somewhere, we started to get these constructs that there are only certain emotions and certain aspects of us that are good, that are safe, that are, that should be shared. There are only certain aspects of our emotions and, and of us that are okay to not attach shame to. It's like 
just all these different facets of disconnection. And I know I'm rambling and I just want to hear if there's anything coming up for you through this ramble. It's, but I just, I'm happy that we're having time where we're getting back to realizing the power and the beauty and the healing of these weeds and welcoming them back into our yards and planting them as opposed to like, you know, extracting and pulling them. There are those of us who are turning our, even if we have a small yard, we're turning it into food for us. And perhaps we're even planting weeds instead of extracting them. And so from the, that micro part to this more macro conversation of the rewilding of us humans and and letting our rage be more healthily expressed and and letting all of these things inside of us that have been so suppressed and stifled for so long due to shame being attached now they're being given the same freedom and breath that the weeds are and so mm-hmm. i was just being that. shown all of that working all together yeah, I mean, I think that's really potent and important to explore. And and I think, you know, you spoke to this repression, you know, and, and when we look at, you know, the earth and the repression of the feminine or the repression of wildness or the repression of emotion, and you spoke to this thing of like, this is right and this is wrong and this can be shown and then this cannot be shown. But the truth is, is that, you know, in that kind of totality, to use your words, it's like all emotions, all experiences exist. And so if we are agreeing to be part of a culture that is only bringing certain things to light, then what we're doing is we're magnifying the intensity of the shadow and, and all of the things that still exist are being repressed, suppressed, and then they're still needing to be expressed. And then they're being expressed in these fascist laws, for example, or in hate, or in these crimes of of war, crimes against humanity, or crimes against nature. And so I think what's really beautiful is like when we talk about wildness and, and being wild as humans, we're not talking about being careless in our emotions. We're not talking about being messy in our expression. On the contrary, we we become actually like very impeccably responsible for 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 all that we are expressing. And, and so it's very healthy for us to accept the spectrum of our emotions. And, and in that acceptance is there then an opportunity for us to take responsibility and to own our emotions and then to move them out of the body and into expression in a way that doesn't cause harm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I've been having some really beautiful voyages with within myself and within my relationship, my safe, healthy relationship container with my husband, Luke. And I'm just been really relishing and I've been doing a lot of deep womb work and we're, we have, you know, said yes to wanting to become parents. And so, you know, as you know, being a mom, once you say yes to that, this whole wild, most miraculous portal and gateway begins to open and the grandest miracles begin to pour in even before you conceive. So I'm just so present to, I've never been this sensitive and it's in a beautiful way. And, and I'm embracing that and celebrating that. And I'm certainly not saying it like, oh, I'm so sensitive. I need to work on that. I'm like, oh, wow, this is the most sensitive I've ever been 
this is incredible. I've just never felt more purified or more mm -hmm. cleansed on a mind, body, spirit, soul level. And I know it's all connected into my womb and, and all the work that I've been doing there. Um, anyways, I know we're kind of floating all around, but two, two more tangible earth-based questions, because as we're talking about these grand themes and subjects, I'm realizing maybe the soul fam is like, well, you know, this resonates, but like, what can we do or what do we do? And so, you know, taking it back to your recommendations, it's the nettles for those of us that, you know, maybe are ultra sensitive or have been, you know, really holding down the fort to allow consciousness energies to rise. So it's the nettles for some resiliency. Could you give an example? Do you buy nettle from yeah. an online apothecary and drink sure. it as a tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm happy to share. Yeah, this actually, this is the, so I, I take students on this 10 month long journey, the apprenticeship to the sacred wild. And it's, it's a course in herbalism, but it's also actually a healing journey. So each month we work with three different herbs and we're taking in the herbs. So people are learning through their bodies, these practices of how to make herbal medicine, how to take them. And then the herbs are chosen to help us attune to the energies of the season and these energies that are constantly regenerating themselves so that we can regenerate our energy, our creativity, our vitality. And so the first practice we do is we begin to work with the wild weeds. And, and the, the kind of first assignment is to take, to drink a quart size. So this is a quart for those of us who are watching on video. It's 32 ounce mason jar, I think is the best way to do it, a wide mouth. And you can buy dried nettles, dried organic nettles, you can get it from Mountain Rose Herbs or Pacific Botanicals. One of my favorite farms is Oshala Farms. They're a smaller farm in Oregon. And I try not to buy herbs or anything on Amazon as much as I can. So, so those are some good sources. And you can get like a pound of dried organic nettles. And then you would just put a handful. So like the amount that fits in the palm of your hand of dried plant material. And put it in the jar and then top it off with cold water overnight. So other infusions, pretty much most others, we put hot water from the kettle, but nettles is a really nice cold extraction. So you top it off with cold water, shake it with the lid on it. And this is like your evening ritual. So you do this every night before you go to bed mm. and it infuses overnight. And in the morning you have this deep green infusion and then you just strain it and drink it, drink some on an empty stomach. And you just drink as much as you want to, put the rest in the fridge and then drink it throughout your day. So drinking like one quart a day. And then it's nice to do it for like a month or more because these herbs have a cumulative effect. So there are herbs that like you take daily and you know, the first time you drink it, you're like, oh my God, where has this been my whole life? Like, I feel so nourished. And then like on day five, you're like, whoa. And then on day 12, you're like, whoa, I now like feel all this, like I'm not drinking my coffee anymore. And you know, often on day 30, there's like this throat chakra opening. So there are different mm -hmm. layers. And this is one of the things that we get to explore together in, in the sacred wild coven. And it's, it's really a sweet aspect of the journey. Wow. Um, I just encourage folks to kind of take them daily in that way. Ah, yes. It's so cool, you know, to be able to learn how to reintroduce to our systems, these nutrients that 
you know, along the lines of our whole conversation that along the way, we've just like, we don't, nothing that we buy from the store has a lot of this stuff that we're talking about anymore. And so, you know, for however many hundreds or whatever years, our body has, has been absent from like, like a lot of these nutrients. And so I can't even imagine, you know, entering into one of your programs or, or into your school. And then with a clear intended focus, having it solely being on this sacred communing and con- conversing with these nutrients that we haven't spoken to or assimilated for so long. It has to be, I mean, I'm sure there's people that have spiritual awakenings during oh, your course. Boy. It's so transformative. So many people get pregnant. <laughs> Because suddenly our body's like, I am fertile, (laughs) you know, so many people, yeah, just their lives changed. Like they're like, oh, I actually, this is no longer nourishing this like job in front of the community computer. And, and actually now I feel really empowered and connected to my truth and my gifts and my soul. And, and, you know, the nervous system gets so much healing. That's a huge thing I see with our journey and our students is, you know, I mean, we've just been under immense stress really just as modern humans. And then of course, like in the last five years and then in the last like two, three years, I mean, it's, and, and unfortunately, you know, when I tune into things, it's like, it's, it's not going to let up. It's just going to keep getting more intense. So it's so important that we build resiliency. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that, actually, because I know when I do interviews on other people's shows, I get asked a lot, you know, just from a shamanic perspective, my viewpoint of what has been occurring, especially in the last few years. So from your perspective and the wisdom you've gained and the places that you access and connect into, do you have the perspective that everything that has been occurring, everything that's been rising up to the surface, it's a part of this bigger picture that we just can't we can't skip over these steps that we've been going through. Do you feel it's all leading us to a more elevated consciousness place, a place that's positive? What are your thoughts on everything that's been coming up lately? Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I want to begin answering that by just kind of rooting us and grounding us in the regenerative cycles of nature. And so, you know, I think in these moments when we, have these questions that are like so human and tender, right? Especially as like parents and just as, as people we're like, is it going to be okay? <laughs> you know, like I, I want it. I want it. What's happening. Okay. What's happening. It's helpful to, it's helpful to root in that, which is original and that, which is original is the earth and the cosmos and the laws of nature and the laws of nature show us that everything is cyclical but it's not a it's not a circle you know we have this from from if we looked above it looks like a circle it's it's like the fertile darkness right like the nothingness the the fertile darkness then like conception the birth then the growth the expansion then the like oh climactic fruition the release of seeds and the returning back to the earth and the death it's the cycle of death and rebirth and life and and release and death again that cycle of death and rebirth is the law of the universe and then it's not a circle i say because there's actually the third dimension of time 
And so, you know, we're, we're moving through these, these moments that we notice in the moon, right? The, the, the dark moon, the waxing moon, the full moon, the waning moon, the dark moon. Again, we see that in the seasons, the winter, the spring, the summer, the fall, the winter. Again, we see that in our life, right? Like the baby, the child, the woman, the mother, then the, the menopausal woman who's like bringing her blood back into her body the way that plants bring their energy back into their roots and then the crone and then, you know, back to dust we go and, and we become matter for new life again. So, so with that axis of time, you know, we can, we can notice that like there are patterns and, and then there are, there's also like expansion of time and, and the mystery of where mm-hmm. we're going. So when I look at what's happening on the planet, you know, I do draw on ancient teachings that, that really say that we are actually in a larger death cycle. You know, the Kali Yuga, as many people maybe have heard about one of the Vedic wisdoms that, that like, it's like this multi hundred year period that we're in. Like we were born into the Kali Yuga. We will die in it. Our kids will be born into it. And, and, and I also draw a lot on Joanna Macy's work, the great turning where, where it's like, wow, we were born into this time where we are witnessing a part of the earth dying. You know, like we are witnessing the earth dying. We are in the sixth mass greatest extinction. This is unprecedented. You know, what we are experiencing in our lifetime is unprecedented. And, and it's okay to feel the grief of that and the immensity of that. And it's important and it's healthy for us too, because we are part of the living earth. And so when we, when we enter that and allow ourselves to, to, to enter the portals of fully experiencing what is occurring and being with what is occurring instead of bypassing it and being like, everything's going to be fine, (laughs) but being like, wow, let me, let me be with it. Let me feel it in my body. Then this is another universal truth. Our unique gift and our unique genius awakens. And, and then that is something that emerges from us. And then we also can be more awake to our place in this whole mysterious thing that's occurring. And, and I think that if we try to bypass or not look at, or just kind of, you know, make ourselves feel better then what ends up happening is, you know, it's kind of a lot of the addiction patterns happen. It's dissociation patterns happen. You know, some people go into like drinking too much. Some people go into like compulsive shopping. Some people go into like watching Netflix. Like I have full compassion. I have my own dissociative patterns. Like we all do. We're human. This is what we do when we're overwhelmed. But, but if we're doing that as a society, then we're missing the mark and, and we're getting further and further away from the opportunity to, to midwife the death that is occurring and to then midwife the rebirth that is wanting to occur. And thank you for sharing that. And along those lines of, of midwifing in, and being, you know, at one with and not in resistance to, or being cut off from the whole process that we all raised our hands up and we're excited to come experience. Now we're here and we're like, what? What are we doing? Um, but again, from your perspective and and the way that you teach from 
what is one or two things that we can do to play a very conscious present role of midwifery mm. right mm. now? I love that. Thank you for asking that. I think pleasure practice is actually really important. I feel like embodying rest and pleasure and down-regulating our nervous system, what I've seen a lot in my shamanic experiences with the plants and the earth is like when us humans can rest and bring ourselves into deep states of relaxation, the earth rests. And we all know, right, that we repair when we're resting. Like us humans, only when we're like in the delta brainwaves in deep sleep is the human growth hormone being reproduced, right? Like in that winter of our daily cycle is when we are repairing ourselves, we need to sleep and to heal. And, and we need that rest, that down regulation of the nervous system. If we're in constant overwhelm and stress, which can happen by like reading the news all the time, or, you know, or being on our phones all the time, or whatever it might be, if, if we constantly are like humming and vibrating in a place of anxiety, then we end up creating more chaos in our lives and our relationships. We're more reactive and, and really on the earth. COVID has been this incredible, you know, mysterious journey. And, and one of the blessings has been that it forced us all as humans to stop to like, it was like, sit down y'all, like just sit yourselves down. <laughs> and in that initial moment when everything shut down, the earth was able to rest and repair in a way that she hasn't for a really long time. There's a beautiful film on Netflix by David Attenborough. It's called The Year the Earth Changed. It's like 40 minutes long. And it's a documentary that shows like six different places on the planet. And like what happened right in that first like six months of lockdown and, and it's amazing, like whales that weren't able to like hunt and, you know, properly like the killer whales and because like the, the cruise ships were, you know, polluting the waters with their sound waves because they stopped, like they were able to like go hunt and their population went up and, and because before they were like staying really close to their babies because they, they couldn't hear them otherwise because of the ships, it shows like six different ecosystems and you're like, whoa actually we heal really fast and the earth heals really fast when we down regulate our nervous system so yeah down regulating the nervous system pleasure pleasure practices embodiment practices you know things like deep breathing like making love like being in our heart being with our family creating gardens making art caring for each other like these, these things that are so kind of just human, not, not shiny, like, but they are like the good stuff. Yeah. The salt of the earth stuff. And I so relate to everything that you were just sharing. It's been almost to a T just what has naturally been entering into my own personal experience. And I'm really welcoming it and fully with where I'm being led and guided to go, although it feels and looks almost completely opposite to what my previous years, especially career-wise, the way that my life was feeling and functioning and looking then where spirit and where my own soul 
and I'm sure great mother earth too, are, are sending an invitation and ushering me into it's like, I have a, the strongest desire to have nothing on my calendar. I want, I, I like spaciousness and breath and clear open fields on my calendar and I'm learning guitar and I'm making, I'm making a baby and, and I'm, Luke and I are planting things in our food forest and our yard and we're creating a home. And where I find myself wanting to devote conscious time to each day is, is there someone that I need to be in better communication with? Is there someone who has really been extending, you know, some love and energy to me? And perhaps overall, it's been a little imbalanced. Maybe I haven't been able to give them the time and energy they've given me. And today I have that space. So who is that person? And it's like where my being on a mind, body, spirit, soul level is at and where it wants me to continue to go are into those spaces of play and sensuality and creativity and the arts. And yeah, like human connection, human yeah. relations. Yes. So it's just so interesting. It's, it's exactly what you're just sharing. Whereas before it was all the productivity stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're speaking to that. And I feel like, I mean, even just what you shared, like it's relaxing to hear that, you know, and then it's, it's really good for us to recognize like, oh yeah, but we were trained and taught that like our self-worth is connected to our productivity. And so like having compassion for ourselves and the years that we were pushing ourselves past probably what was naturally, what was just natural for one human to do because we were like, oh, you know, for whatever reason, but, but that is capitalism. Like that is capitalism is like, do more, share more, say more, you know, connect more, whatever, be bigger, be like, and, and we all like, this is what's so important too, is we have to have such mad compassion for ourselves and like non-judgment. We just got to love ourselves and be like, it's okay that we, you know, recognizing that we were all born into this capitalist system. And so, you know, while I do not pull weed in my garden, pull weeds in my garden, this is the kind of weed pulling that we want to do in ourselves of being like, Hey, it's okay. I was born into a world that told me my self-worth is connected to my productivity. And so there will be moments where I see myself planting or trying to start a garden and it's frustrating and it's hard or it's boring or it's taking a long time. And, and there will be parts of me that are starting to arise that are like, well, something else will give me a, a quicker rush of feeling important and just pulling those out and being like, okay, I can witness that. It's okay. I can feel that. And I don't have to react to mm. that. And so I think if all of us, like if all of us took just the smallest pivot away towards productivity and, and like doing more, you know, and, and a little bit more towards nurturing, we would be healing the earth. We would be healing to your question before we would be moving ourselves collectively as a human species, as this living planet towards a healing state. But if we continue to be focused on productivity, the truth is, is everything we produce comes from the earth. 
if I decide to like make more medicine and sell more medicine and, and create a new line of medicine, I have to become aware that I'm using more plants. I'm using more bottles. Those bottles are made of glass. Some parts of them are made of rubber. Those rubbers come from trees. They're going to get to people and people are going to throw those bottles away. Like we just have to kind of look at that. And sometimes we're like, okay, it's worth it. But sometimes, you know, we can say like, mm, I don't know if it's really that important that I make more medicine and sell more medicine. And, and I think when we become aware that like everything we make is actually something that we're taking from the earth, <laughs> like it's extracted from the earth, you know? And then we're like, well, what's the real reason that I'm making this? Like, mm. is it gonna actually create more life? Is it going to create more health and nourishment for all? Mm. Or is it just like another thing, more stuff? Yes. Amen to all of that. And just to button up this, this little gateway of conversation we entered into on, on my end, it's, it's, yeah, it's been really beautiful for me to allow myself to be led into these new invitations of, of ways of being and experiencing life, but then to also let myself be witness to what you were sharing reminded me, I definitely still some days more than others. But for example, the other day I was laying out in our backyard in our hammock and I had our dog cookie on my chest and stomach and we were both just swinging the hammock and Luke came outside and he, you know, leaned in and gave me a kiss and said, oh, sweetie, like this just brings me so much joy and just makes me so happy to see you out here relaxing and laying in the hammock. And in that example, this isn't every day, but it's just to show and the compassionate piece of being compassionate with ourselves as we let ourselves grow into these new ways, that old aspect of me, the old paradigm way did flutter up. And I was like, I felt like I needed to let him know that even though I was laying in the hammock then that I had just completed, you know, a couple of things in the house and that um, I had had to talk to my podcast producer and I was emailing with him about such and such almost to justify the fact that I was swinging in the hammock with the dog and to make that time of simplicity and peace and pleasure. Okay. It was like, well, I'll have, you know, that I did do some work tasks earlier today and, you know, I'm just, I'm very conscious and I'm very present to when those moments arise. And I'm like, oh, okay. There's that old system that's still, you know, trying a little bit to have its like little grip, its little claws in you a little bit, but it's, it's minor. And I mean, I'm, I just, I'm pretty proud of myself slash incredibly proud of myself for my trust in these new invitations and just letting, letting everything be and feel so new. It feels great. I'm so proud of you too. I'm so proud of you. And I, and I do want to like also honor that, you know, it's all about balance, right? It's all about balance. And, 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 and these things are so, it's so funny. I once had this meditation not too long ago and, and, and the voice that I hear sometimes in my meditation said to me, the subtle is not so subtle. And I was like, oh yeah, because you know, it's like the subtlest kind of shift in us can ripple like 10 miles down the road into the biggest, you know, totally different place where we land. And, and I feel like, you know, it is this thing of balance. Like we don't want to become complacent or lazy or not doing anything. And we want to also make sure that that part of us that's like, that is called to action is called to action from a place of 
of wanting to affect the whole in a good way. And it's also important, I think, that we acknowledge that, like, you know, we're speaking from a very privileged place to be able to talk about, like, these things of, of leaning into more rest or, or, you know, trying to take on practices of not being as productive. And then there are a lot of people, especially the marginalized people and a lot of, you know, women and a lot of like women of color and single moms and, and immigrants in our country who are, who have like three jobs and, you know, and who, and, and so it's just important to, to acknowledge that. And I think that's why I was so heartbroken with this Roe versus Wade being overturned because I know that women, like if I needed to release a pregnancy, I am right now in a moment in my life where even if I couldn't do it in California, I could travel to a different state and probably safely do it. But this, this law being overturned is going to affect the poor and the marginalized who do not have access to travel, you know, to, to find a, a doctor to help them. And so, so that's where I think like that fire that you and I have and like that call to action and, and all of us and for everyone who's listening, it's, it's so beautiful for us to tune into that subtlety of like, okay, when I'm like, like where, where can my action just create the greatest ripple and, and create more equity for all? Yeah. And then where is my action coming from a place of like old paradigms of feeling like I need to feel important or productive? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a, a, a pendulum swinging, you know, sort of fine arts for me because in my past it was just, oh my gosh, you know, living in New York city, trying to make it on my own, you know, and having my spiritual awakening there and having my entire life get turned upside down and realizing you know, on my healing journey, who I really am and what spirit was asking of me to do again, while living in, you know, the world's most expensive <laughs> city on my own and trying to figure so much out. And there's so many other facets to my, my, my past journey of like, really just kind of running myself into the ground. And it was after I birthed my animal power book that I just, I, I really collapsed. And it was in that collapse after that birth that I realized the type of immense space that I've been holding to facilitate positive consciousness changes for all of humanity, for the seen and unseen worlds. And I was utterly exhausted. And so, yeah, it's been really cool for me to honor that and honor that drive and that fire and honor that ambition and honor that holy crap. I don't know how you did all that, the way you did all that and under those circumstances and all of those things. And then, yeah, allow myself to feel this new way. And I'm much more selective now when I say yes to certain projects or speaking engagements or ways that in which I feel I can be truly of service. Um, for the for the greater good, I really tune in differently and I'm much more selective now. So yeah, there's there's definitely been a whole a whole shift going on in me. Hey, beautiful beings. Today's episode is brought to you by an all-time favorite wellness brand of mine, Lotus Way Flower Essences. I've worked with various products by Lotus Way, whether they're delicious elixirs that you put under your tongue, their Aura Mist, bath salts, teas, chocolates, you name it, I have tried them and I truly, truly love them all. I swear by their purity and the amazing healing essences that they hold. 
And no matter what you're looking to transcend in life or bring into your life, Lotus Way has a flower essence for that. But one all-around winner is their Sacred Heart Essence. You can get it in their anointing oil form, their aura mist form, or their elixir. I have them all. And it's a blend that's infused with nine different flower remedies to soothe your heart so you can surrender into self-love and acceptance during times of transition. How amazing is that? And like I said, there are nine different flowers in this essence. One of them is White Iris for purity, aligning with your highest potential and receiving unexpected blessings and support. And another one of the nine is Vanilla Bog Orchid to relieve tensions. You can move with more gentleness and ease. So just head to lotusway.com. That's L-O-T-U-S-W-E-I.com. And this is so important. Don't forget to put the code word mystic in the coupon section at checkout. That's code word mystic. M-Y-S-T-I-C, because that will gift you 15% off anything you purchase. All right, fam, back to this amazing episode. Okay, so with all of your expertise with, with plants and nature and herbs and flowers and all the things, one simple question, but I, I still want to ask it, is can you give an example for someone, especially that's new to communing with having a conversation with a flower or an herb? What is an example of how that looks like for you? If you're, and I'm also curious, you said you're going off into the wild for most of July. I'm like, where are you going? What are you doing? What can you share with us? And when you're off in the wild by yourself, yeah. How are you approaching a, a, a plant and how are you talking to it? I love that. Yeah. Well, to answer the first part of your question, like how do we connect and listen to plants and and commune with with a plant or with nature? It's actually a very tantric practice. So the the form of the kind of the gateways that I teach of plant spirit communication are are very much very similar to to tantra. And and so it's a very embodied practice. And so kind of an invitation and what somebody could do and maybe we'll do something like this when we end with our guided ritual. But but what, what really, you know, you can do and anyone can do this is you kind of can sit in front of a plant, right? Like or a tree that's growing and, and you use breath to relax your body. I find it incredibly help, helpful to like actually lay on the earth. When you lay on the earth with your back, it takes a few minutes and you just notice your body completely shifting its vibration and your mind shifting the brain waves and, and you get into a very relaxed state. And then if you actually flip over and put your belly on the earth, there's this like deep release where suddenly you just feel like a baby that's like supported and or like pressed against like the great mother's breast. It's phenomenal. And you know, interestingly enough, now scientists are catching up to this and showing that inflammation in the body goes down by 80% when we touch the earth skin to skin for at least 20 minutes. So literally just like sitting on the earth or being barefoot or walking barefoot on the beach. But what I find is laying on the earth and especially with our chest and our belly against the earth, it, it is such a release and, and such such an amazing, there's such sweetness there. And so that's kind of the first step is to get yourself vibrationally into the same vibration as the earth so that you can meet a plant spirit and kind of be at the same vibrational level. 
So once you've done that, you've kind of relaxed and, and gotten your body connected to the earth and taken some deep breaths, then you can sit in front of this plant, a tree or a flower, and you begin to really just open all your senses. So one thing that I like to do is I kind of just start to look at it like from all different perspectives, like from under, from above, and I move like maybe a bee would or a butterfly, and you're opening the sense of sight and looking at plants from like a perspective that you usually wouldn't, like super up close, or what would it look like if I was a snake looking up? You start to see things, and plants also communicate about their medicinal properties by their color, by their texture. So you start to kind of notice things that you wouldn't notice if you were just kind of standing at the distance that we typically stand from a plant. You smell a plant, you can, you know, lick a flower, you can kind of just open up all of your senses and you begin to open your heart chakra and your heart and just start kind of talking to the plant. And I always invite students to introduce themselves. Like, you know, you actually say like, hi, my name is Marisha, <laughs> you know, and, and ask, like, speak your intention. Like, I would love to connect with you because these are sentient beings. These are living beings with spirits, as you know, I, like, you know, and, and so, so you do that. And just by doing that, something opens and, and you begin to notice feelings in your body, right? Some people, you mentioned that like the way that you receive psychic information is usually visual, right? So some people will start to see things or an old memory. Some people will start to feel things in their body or will notice like their heart or maybe their belly, you know, and some people will start to think different things or remember a memory. And you can kind of just stay in that exchange of, of, you know, even asking questions like, hmm, like, why am I remembering this? Or like, you know, what happened here? Or, or you can say like, wow, my heart is really needing some healing, some grief. Like, can I, can I receive some healing from you and, and close your eyes and just receive. So what's incredible is that we can merge our energy fields the way that lovers do, right? When they're making love, like when you're making love with your husband, you know, if anyone's making love with their partner, there's, there's a way where we open our body, right? We open our energy body and, and there's so many different ways, of course, of having sex. And it's so different when we, when we do that, when we're opening ourselves and then we begin to feel their energy. And doing that with the earth is a really safe practice. And, and it's something, you know, even when you spoke to like that level of exhaustion after birthing your book, which I totally have had as well. I've burned, burned out so many times. <laughs> and, and I'm always like, oh my God, the earth can hold us in these moments and in these times in a way that humans kind of can't. And that's okay. And so it's really enriching when we kind of stop expecting our human relationships to like meet all of our emotional mm. spiritual needs. And when we realize that we can receive so much love and support and, and feeling held and feeling grounded and nourished and safe from the non-human. Wow. So good. Uh, I was just checking the time. I realized we entered a, a time capsule. I didn't realize that an hour had already passed. And I know that today uh, is your last day before you go off into nature. Can you share with us any aspect of, of what you're going to be doing out there? Or is it just a sacred practice that you don't want to speak to? 
Yeah, I'm happy to share. I mean, every summer I, I do take about a month off of being you know offline. I try to get off of Instagram and internet and just all those things. As you know, like it, it does require so much to hold a container and having that time to just be with myself, to be with nature, to be with my daughter is is so healthy and recalibrating. So it kind of differs every year. This year, I'm going to be going up to Humboldt County area and just camping by a river with my daughter and my boyfriend and just being off grid and, you know, just living outside for a while. We're going to canoe down a river for a while. I, I think later, maybe this month, I might, I might, I don't even I don't actually know what I'm going to do. I have like one more week when she's with her dad. And I'm thinking of, of maybe I have some different ideas. Like mm-hmm. usually I go backpacking. <laughs> That's kind of the easiest thing. It's just like pack a backpack, you know, have some food, have your sleeping bag and just go into the wilderness where cell phones don't work. Unfortunately, they tend to work now in a lot of wilderness areas, but just turn it off and, and just sleeping outside and walking every day, you know, just there's something that it's like a detoxification of the modern mind. You know, I typically find like when I do these long backpacks and I just like hike for miles, you know, the first few days I'm like walking and thinking and like having conversations with people in my head. (laughs) And then, you know, you like are only swimming in like the natural bodies of water and you're only drinking the filtered water from just the, the glacial lakes or whatever. And you're eating what you have and sleeping under the stars and and sleeping on the earth and just like by a few days in there's just this like ah like you're woven into the wild earth and 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 then there's this point where you're walking and it's just quiet in the mind and it's exquisite it's exquisite to be yeah. with the wild animals and the wild lands yeah it sounds so great and i saw a picture of your daughter. Her name's Flora. Is that right? Yeah. What a cutie she is. She is. I can only imagine how fun the camping trip will be with the three of you and all of nature. That sounds so beautiful. Thanks for sharing those examples, you know, just for people that haven't camped or been out in the wilderness in a while like that. It's like, oh, right. You know, I have a tent somewhere, you know, just (laughs) starting to remember that we can, we can do these things sometimes. So, all right. Well, I guess we've gotten about to that time where it's time for closing ceremony circle practice. But before we do that, I would love for you to share. I mean, there's a trillion things that we didn't even begin to get into again, you know, the title of your book, the witches herbal apothecary. I mean, like I'm going to say the whole title, but just that part alone, I was like, hmm, sounds like something I need in my home. So the Witch's Herbal Apothecary, Rituals and Recipes for a Year of Earth Magic and Sacred Medicine Making. So great. And then you have the School of the Sacred Wild, and you also have that apprenticeship program that you were referencing at the top. And I found all of that information on your website, which is, is it schoolofthesacredwild.com? Yeah, it is. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for anyone that wants to start to learn how to talk and ingest, talk with our weed friends again, and to connect with more plant spirits, you know, you can explore everything on her website and where else are the best places for people to find you? Yeah, the website's great. Instagram is also a good place. And the apprenticeship begins in September. And it's a 10 month long journey. We go through the seasons and the wheel of the year. So I take everyone on a journey 
with the plants as our guides. And it's a beautiful community of, of folks and it's on online. And then we also have in-person mentors. So all around the, the country and even the world, we have graduates who get together and, and create hands-on experiences. And registration's open now, and it's gonna close in August, the registration process. And then we begin in September. So everyone is warmly invited to, to join us. All levels of experience are welcome. We have people who've never ever made a tea in their life who join and who end with a gorgeous apothecary of medicine that they've made and the ability to heal their family and, and stay protected, you know, for their immune system and, and just receive, you know, a lot of healing from the earth, people who've started gardens and, and all sorts of things. And yeah, and then Instagram, which is my very complicated Polish name. <laughs> but um, if you look at Up School of the Sacred Wild, you can find by my name. Yes. Yeah. I had to ask her. You can see, you can find the spelling and the show notes for today's episode or in my Instagram posts every week. I always do a post of who the guest is. But yeah, I had to ask Marisha how to pronounce her name. It's it looks beautiful, but I was like, I am definitely not going to get that right. But it's yeah. Marisha Mirnowska. That's right. So Yay. good. You can also <laughs> find me on Sacred Ritual on Instagram and on the website. And that's a line of organic CBD raw face oil that I make. And it's a beautiful product that regenerates the, the skin and is super healing and beautifying and anti-aging. And it's also used with plants that are grown regeneratively. So it's also there to heal the earth. Truly, truly clean beauty for us and the planet. And you can use a discount code of sacred wild for 20% off. Amazing. Yeah. And I was just thinking it would be good for me to, oh, I was going to say get your book, but I guess really any of your offerings, because as I mentioned, Luke and I are turning our land, which it's not much, but we've, you know, we've got some yard here in Texas and we're going to turn it into a food forest. And yeah. I think it would be cool to you know, tune into some of your tips and teachings. I, I'm, sh I'm sure there's some, some plant and herb friends and their flower friends that are not on our radar yet that I would be like, oh, we definitely have to have this so I can make this or so I'm excited yeah. for this exploration. Oh, that's so fun. So many blessings to you guys on that journey. It's such like a rich, beautiful thing to start to play with your land and, and cultivate it and listen to you know, who it wants to be and, and how you can create a sanctuary for your home and yourself and your baby. Yeah. yeah. So good. So <laughs> nice. All right. So we will enter into our closing practice now. And so I'll let you take it away from here. Of course, as always, if you're driving, definitely don't recommend letting yourself halfway or fully immerse into these healing immersions. Um, if you're driving a car, uh, maybe pause and get back to this when you get back home. But other than that, I'll let you fill the folks in if they should lay down, sit up or what we need to do. Sounds great. Well, let's take a deep breath together. And just release a nice deep exhale, ah, releasing any tension just wiggling out some energy from our body. I'll take another deep breath, this time from our tailbone and our roots up our spine. 
mm, deeply expanding our lungs and our chest. And again, ha, releasing and shaking out any wiggles. And one more deep breath like this that we're taking together that's connecting us in a sacred moment outside of the laws of time and space. We breathe in. And we breathe into the heart. And we breathe out into all directions. I'm just inviting you to become comfortable. You can lay down on your back or sit up straight. Whatever feels most comfortable for you in this moment. I'm just continuing to invite you to take deep, long breaths from your sits bones, from your toes, from your roots, from the part of your body that is connected to the earth, breathing energy up and exhaling it out through the crown of your head. And the plant spirits are here and they are inviting us to go on a journey today to a wild place in nature. And what they're showing me is that they are wanting you to experience a part of nature, a place in nature that has never seen humans before. And that the offering here, the gift, is for you as a child of the earth to receive a recalibration and a deep rewilding by entering this portal of the wild earth. So that is our intention. So I'm inviting you to take a deep breath into your body. I'm gonna invite you to imagine yourself in a part of nature that you know well. So you can see yourself on the beach or in your yard or under a tree that you know, just someplace in the real world that you know well. And just see yourself in the same position, either laying down or sitting up. And see yourself with your eyes open, looking around and just taking a moment to greet the spirits of the east, of the air, noticing the breeze, noticing what the wind feels like today, welcoming the element of fire, noticing the presence of light. Is it a sunny day? Is there dappled light? Is it starlight? Maybe you're by a campfire. Just allow yourself to notice what comes in. There is no right or wrong. Notice the quality and the presence of the element of water. How is water present with you right now? Maybe you can hear the ocean or a stream or the rain. Maybe it's the dew on the grass or the coolness of the earth below your feet. And just greet the spirits of water. And now notice the spirits of the earth. Where do you notice them? Greet them. Is it in the tree, in the earth beneath your body, in the plants around you? 
Just allow yourself to see yourself with eyes open and full of wonder, welcoming in the elements that are here to accompany you on your journey. And now you see yourself laying down and you see yourself taking a deep breath into the body and through your third eye, you cast out the intention to go to a place in wild nature that has never seen a human before. And through your third eye, you see a prism of light casting out. And this prism of light ripples into all directions and you can see the landscape around you shuddering, receiving this intention, being imprinted with this most sacred wish of this recalibration that you will be receiving. And you feel that and you feel your heart open and get humble in gratitude, feeling all the spirits of all directions, receiving the sacred wish this request and saying yes to giving you this gift. And so you see yourself standing up now and you begin to walk. You see your feet on the earth, walking, bare feet, feeling the texture of the earth, noticing this place in nature that you know well and feeling your feet walking, knowing exactly where they're going, just in trust. And beneath your feet, there is a path that begins to emerge. And you feel your heart just moving you forward in softness and trust. And this path begins to change. And the landscape around you begins to change. The earth begins to change, the colors, the textures, the sounds of nature. You begin to hear birds and maybe frogs or crickets that you've never heard before and they sound like the most beautiful orchestra. There's a richness to the sound, an echo. There's a richness and a depth to the feeling of the earth beneath your feet. And you notice plants growing around you. So just continue walking on this path with your heart open in wonder and in awe, noticing and taking in. What do you see? What does it look like? There is no right or wrong. You can make it as beautiful and magical as your heart desires. You continue to walk and as you walk, you begin to feel the energy shift. There's a depth of presence that you can feel and you look ahead and you see a bend in the path. You see this path that you're on and you can notice that there's a gentle curve to this path up ahead. And in your heart in that moment, you know that when you take that turn, the path will open to a new world, a new realm, a place that is ready to receive you. 
that is open in its embrace and that is wild and intact, never been seen before by the eyes of the two leggeds. And so allow your heart to feel how honored you are. Allow yourself to feel emotion at how loved you are by the earth, that she is so generously opening herself to heal you, to let you remember what it feels like to be wild. And so you continue to walk and you see your feet on the path and you see the plants around you hearing the sounds and you get closer to this bend in the path and you turn and it opens and notice where your feet are. Notice what it feels like beneath your bare feet and slowly Bring your gaze up from your feet and open your body to receive the embrace of this wild place. It feels like a homecoming. It feels like the most benevolent mother. You feel so welcome. You are a child of the wild. And you find up ahead a little, little place that you can just nuzzle into. Maybe it's a little patch of grass. Maybe it's a cave. Maybe it's a little burrow of a fox or a hibernating grizzly bear that you can just burrow into. Know that you are safe and fully welcome and relax into receiving this healing. Make yourself at home. yourself to breathe just a little deeper. Breathe in this place, the smells, this deep vibration of wholeness. And take a few more moments to just relax and receive. As you feel tension dissolving from your body, you begin to notice your roots growing out of your body and entering the fertile earth, the darkness, 
this primordial flesh of the Great Mother. Allow yourself to feel your body merging with her body. And as your roots enter this rich, nutritious, dark, moist, cool earth, feel a flush of wild nutrition. Moving up your roots and into your cells. Feel the songs of the stones and the bones and the grasses and the mushrooms and the trees and the barks and the lichen entering your body. Feel the orchestra of the wild earth, healthy, intact, vibrating, pulsing with so much energy, so much chi. Feel it entering your body. And receive with a grateful heart how loved you are as a child of the earth. And now see yourself bringing your hands to your heart and allow yourself to do so in this moment. Connect with your love for the earth, for this life, for the preciousness. And allow yourself to speak words of gratitude from your heart to the Earth Mother for this healing, for this recalibration, and for this remembering of who you really are. Gently ask for a message that you can take back with you. It might be one word. It might be a feeling. But ask from your heart. Wild great mother, what do you wish me to bring back? your lips to the soil. See yourself bowing your head, pressing your third eye against the ground, bringing your palms against the earth and kissing the earth in gratitude. Slowly see yourself standing up, allowing your gaze to once more take in this beautiful wild place that received you. Allow the way that you're looking at this place to be healing, 
to the wildness of this place. Allow love and gratitude to pour from your eyes and notice the spirit of this place shuddering and receiving your loving energy. You too are medicine for the wild earth. And knowing that it's time now to return, bow before the sacred place, letting it know that you can always return again in a good way. And turning around, begin to walk back on this path, seeing the plants around you, seeing the bend up ahead, and as you see this bend, you know that when you take that turn, you're gonna walk back towards this ordinary reality, this beautiful world, this real life here. And carrying with you the magic of the wild earth, of the spirit realm, you take that turn in the path and you begin to walk back. just seeing yourself walking back a little bit quicker, gently seeing the landscape turning back towards the place in nature that you know well. Finding yourself back in that place where you began, laying yourself back down or sitting back down taking a deep breath into your body. <sighs> Acknowledging the earth, the water, the fire, the air. Bringing your hands to your heart. Acknowledging all these elements in your body, your flesh, your blood, your spirit, your breath. Taking a deep breath in. <sighs> Releasing. Two more breaths like this. Deep breath in. Mm, bringing your hands to your heart or your belly. Feeling your skin, your legs. One more breath. Bringing your hands to the earth, to the floor around you, and exhaling through the palms of your hands into the earth below. Before you open your eyes, just bringing your hands to your heart, connecting in gratitude to the wild earth that received you, that gave you deep healing and remembrance, and connecting to the message or the word or the feeling that you brought back with you 
and integrating it into this time and in this space. And so it is. And so it is. Oh, thank you so much, Marisha. That was a gorgeous journey. So nourishing and supportive and loving. It's always so challenging for me. We close in these incredible ways and I just want to stay in that field, you know, and I'm like, I have to talk and like wrap this interview up. What a beautiful energy field you created for us. Thank you so mm. much for your generosity with that. Thank you. Thank you for joining me and for carrying the wild with us. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, oh, goodness. Wow. What a multifaceted voyage and conversation that we traversed today. I was really sitting in appreciation for that. We covered a lot of land. We covered a lot of ground, no pun intended. But, you know, I just could tell yesterday it was like, I didn't really have time to plan anyways, but I, I just love this organic voyage that we ended up going on. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and sharing, sharing this with your community. So many blessings to all your followers and friends and all your loved ones and to all the lands that we all live on. Mm -hmm. Yes, I second that. And thank you, Soul Fam, for sitting around the fire with us today and voyaging with us. And as always, we will sit with you again next time. Woo-wee, what a powerful voyage that was. It is always so fun and such an honor to share space with these beautiful beings willing to generously share their time, wisdom, and energy so we can have the opportunity to enrich our own lives. And we will always share each epic guest's links and contact info in the show notes that are on my website, alisoncharles.com, and also in my weekly Ceremony Circle podcast Instagram posts at I am Allison Charles. So it makes it easy for you to connect more deeply with them. And fam, you know by now all the heart I put into creating this show. And I would love to be able to continue providing this free content for a long, long time to come. And what would be most supportive in me being able to do that is if you have ever felt you've gained anything positive at all from listening to a Ceremony Circle podcast episode, if it's brightened your day, if it's given you clarity or insights you've been waiting for, if you felt a healing shift during one of the closing ceremony practices, anything at all, if you can just stay on whatever platform you're now listening to this show and simply go to the rating and review section and share even one reason why you're grateful for Ceremony Circle Podcast. Sacred reciprocity is a big deal and I deeply appreciate you giving back to me so I can keep creating and providing. Sending you so much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.